Welcome to the Recycle Podcast, where we discuss everyday issues from a mental health perspective. We are your hosts, Dr. Rashonda Strickland, Dr. LaFanya Jones-Hines, and Dr. Nichelle Wall. Now don't get it twisted. We're not going to be your stereotypical therapist. What we will be is informative, down to earth, a little spicy, and vulnerable. All right, interns, turn up your volume, grab your pen and paper. It's supervision time. As a reminder, this podcast is not meant to take the place of a relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Welcome back to session 94, Church Hurt and Spiritual Abuse. This week's mood music is I'm Not Perfect by J Moss featuring Anthony Hamilton. And it is appropriate in turns because <laughs> we almost had a nervous breakdown <laughs> trying to do this Unreal. session. There will be no visuals to this week because I don't know. I don't know what's going on in the studio today. <laughs> so y'all remember last week I said I, I talk about the universe. So I feel like... <laughs> The universe is conspiring against us today <laughs> because it's a real Murphy's law. Like if it can go wrong, it has gone wrong today. Everything. Yep. Yep. But Lights, video, audio, fixed it. Then. Yeah. But here we go. Ah, the intro. <laughs> just don't want an intro. But we're going to get it together because mm-hmm. this is. This is an appropriate topic that we about to go into. And I think that's why we having these problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's probably Agreed. why. And okay. So the other thing y'all may hear me sniffling a little bit, because <laughs> if you live in Texas, you know what the weather has been like. It's spring. It, yeah. And it's a lot of wind and it's blowing up a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's rum springer. <laughs> yes. Okay. But today we're going to be talking about church hurt and spiritual abuse and this is near and dear to my heart one because i've experienced uh, experienced this a lot yes so yeah this is uh this is therapeutic for me i agree so i do have a question for you ladies all right and i'm asking this before i ask the question i'm asking this question because a lot of people, not everybody, but a lot of people have church hurt and spiritual abuse surrounding their gifts of the spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be either because someone has told them they're not anointed, they're not ready. They, um, they haven't heard that God told them that they were supposed to preach or prophet or whatever gift it is. So I just gave y'all some of the answers. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so my question is, what is one gift of the spirit? Mm-hmm. I'll let you start. Dr. Okay. Will. Okay. Well, of course, one of my favorite, I got two. Okay. So my two favorites outside of my bookworminess uh, that, so I ain't going to do that one, but is healing and then wisdom. Mm-hmm. Those are, those are my top two. Okay. I can see that. 
And you? So now, did you just tell us your gifts or you just gave us some gifts? Those are my favorites. Favorites. They're not necessarily, I mean, they are mine too, okay. but they're not necessarily mine. Those are just my favorite. I like to see them in action. Mm-hmm. I like to um, do them as well, you know, and I think it takes a, a different type of person to really be a healer mm-hmm. and to also speak from a place of wisdom or, you know, using that gift in, in that uh, way. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have recently learned what these all are. <laughs> and I was uh, very intrigued seeing all of them um, because they make sense. Mm-hmm. You know, when you see the list mm-hmm. and the one that spoke out most to me was the gift of knowledge mm-hmm. um, because I do like to learn. I do have a lot mm-hmm. of tidbits and facts and, mm-hmm. um, I do like to express that knowledge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as I've been told, I process information very quickly. You're I tell her that all the time. <laughs> I told her this was her gift. Um, <laughs> She's a 60 volume Britannica. <laughs> the red ones. Ooh. No, the green and we the had the green, burgundy ones. Green and the cream. Them. <laughs> green. green. <laughs> uh, so that one really kind of spoke out to me um, because I am, a, you know, I'm not necessarily a bookworm, but mm-hmm. I am an information sponge mm-hmm. so i can definitely see that being something that would be important to me and important that other people have what they need if they don't have that gift mm-hmm. that you have the ability to be able to communicate that um to other people mm-hmm. yeah um so i think i like so i have i believe three but i like four i like all of them but <laughs> But I like to see certain ones in action. Uh, Since the two ladies have already said the wisdom and knowledge, I'll say my others. So I like the gift of faith, healing and prophecy and I and the discerning of spirits. Mm -hmm. I do like all of those. Um, I like to see all of them in action. And I know the gift of prophecy people are very leery about it, but I like to see the gift of prophecy from a true prophet. Mm-hmm. So I don't like to see, you know, people playing games and, you know, <laughs> telling what thus said the Lord and you all the way across the street that ain't even hitting nothing. Yeah. I like to see it. I like to see the real deal mm-hmm. prophecies. My mom is a discerner. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. has the gift of discernment. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. She be on it. I'd be like, you need to go sit down, mama. They didn't ask <laughs> us for that. But I think that's very good. You know, that one as well, because you can pick up on mm-hmm. what it. I hate to use the word evil because mm-hmm. uh, I don't mean it in that context. What is dark not for you? Dark. Mm-hmm. What's not for you? Mm-hmm. You know, you can pick up on those things very quickly yeah. and it can help you get out of a lot of situations mm-hmm. quickly. Yes. Help versus, you make decisions better. Yeah. 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 So Definitely. I can see how that one would be very key mm-hmm. to have, uh, especially as a young person, mm-hmm. as great as an older uh, individual, but you know, children can be preyed upon mm-hmm. in a different kind of way than uh, adults are. So I definitely, as a child, I could see having that skill. You'd be a little bit beyond your years, yeah. As you know, as the old folks say, yeah. And I would, I would also say, I like to see people. I like to see churches uh, grant miracles for uh, their congregation. Um, I, I watch a transformation church with, uh, Pastor Mike and he often does that. Like he'll Mm -hmm. either he's bought, I've heard him buy people cars. He's 
bought people houses, paid people's rent. Like I like to see things like that as well. Gotcha. Yeah. Because it, people it make you feel good. Yeah. Because people often wonder, like, when you have a when you tithe and offering and stuff like that, where does the money go? And mm-hmm. like, I like to see churches. You know, I like to see churches have you know a congregation, but I like to see them do things for their congregation. The fruits of the money. For, yeah, the fruits <laughs> of the money. Even if it's in the community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's their church members, the community, mm-hmm. both. You know, I like to see things like that. Yeah, that makes sense. I agree. Yeah. If not, it's just. A big old mega church and people got nice cars and that's about it. Right. And that's not really. And planes and jets and stuff. Yeah. 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 So go ahead. So for me, I would say that's not necessarily a church hurt specifically Mm. based off this, but that is a church turn off. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. For me. Yeah. Um. So I know it's not hurt in the like way that somebody specifically has done something to me, which is kind of what we'll get into. Mm-hmm. But it is a church turn off for me, the idea of the mega church. And now the people mm-hmm. that go, this is no shade or slight to anybody that attends a mega church. I'm talking about me specifically, <laughs> yeah, just me. I think a lot of people have that same sentiment. Mm-hmm. Um, I, mega churches are just not for everybody. And I, I think there are reasons. Everybody is multiple reasons why I think a lot of people feel like um, if they go to a smaller church, they are able to get nurtured better. Mm-hmm. Um, if because you, you can if you go to a mega church, you can get lost because you don't you don't really get contact with the pastor Mm -hmm. he has a lot of uh armor bearers and associate pastors and you'll go to them first Mm -hmm. and so it seems like you know if if i'm having you know issues in my life in my marriage or something i want to be able to talk to the pastor i can't and this is no shade to bishop jakes because i absolutely love bishop jakes um, but I don't know if I would ever be able to be a member of his church because I wouldn't. I don't know if I would ever be able to have contact mm-hmm. with him. And I could be completely wrong. People mm-hmm. who are members of the church may say, "Y'all, please, if if that's if it's not like that, please make comments. Let us know. Hey, no, you can reach um, Bishop Jake because he seems like he's a personable person. Yeah. But because he's a bishop and he's so big, it's like, how do you read? You know, how do you yeah. get to him? I think it depends on on you. Cause I know I can't like I have family uh, that goes uh, to Potter's house mm-hmm. and they love it. Yeah. Like they are in there uh, doing all the things, getting back uh, from the church and from the minister and things of that nature. But it for me personally, I'm not gonna be able to do it. That the introvert and the anxiety that come, I'm like, oh my god, it's people everywhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're touching me. Yeah, <laughs> and and the thing, I, and I do like because I've gone to. Uh, Sunday services mm-hmm. and I've gone to a Bible study and I love it. Mm-hmm. I, like I said, I absolutely love Bishop Jakes, but I just, I don't know if I would be able to be a member of his yeah. church. So just hearing kind of what you're saying, I think that leads to a different type of church hurt. Um, mm-hmm. When you were saying feeling lost mm-hmm. in the yeah. masses, you know, again, it's not a specific hurt that's happened to me, but it is more of a generalized type of hurt mm-hmm. that I am not able to build the relationship that I want, even though the word is good mm-hmm. and I like what I'm receiving, but the community feel that I'm looking for yeah. is not necessarily present. Like it may be in a individual, like, you know, maybe two, 300 versus, you know, 10,000. Well, I think a lot for a lot of mega churches when what they try to do is have those um 
I can't remember what you call them, but they're groups. Mm-hmm. Um, church and, groups. Church, yeah, they, they have church groups and they meet at each other's houses mm-hmm. or, you know, so they mm-hmm. do have things for people to be yeah. involved in in a smaller group setting. But I think, from you know, based on what you're saying, like it's you still can feel disconnected because mm-hmm. it's such a big church. Yeah. yeah. I would definitely say uh, that I have experienced uh, the feeling lost and not feeling connected. And I, I was not in a big church, you mm-hmm. know, I was in a you know, normal size church. You'd pretty much know everybody in there, not small by anybody's standard, but not fitting in um, and almost being shunned mm-hmm. for whatever their reasons are. Cause the reasons aren't really important is that someone has been offended and regardless of how many times you brought it, to leadership or to your whoever is your connection person nothing changes so i i can attest that that has been something that has impacted me going forward throughout my life which is why uh i've told you dr strickland it's so important for me to have a family feel Mm -hmm. where i work i don't like um being disconnected to people because it's like if i'm gonna be disconnected i can just go do this by myself in my house yeah so i I'm with you on that one. (laughs) So we have jumped into this before we gave y'all a definition. So let me give y'all a quick definition of what church hurt is. It's a misrepresentation of God through toxicity, abuse, um, or words from leadership, from uh, members of the church. You know, Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to necessarily be from the pastor. Uh, I do remember one time, um, I, I would n- never say the church name because I still love this pastor and first lady. Uh, I was a member of a church and the church hurt that I experienced didn't come from the pastor and first lady. It came from the congregation. And the reason, one of the reasons why I asked you all about uh, the gifts of the spirit is one of the ministries that I had joined at this particular church was the praise team. Mm-hmm. And I was singing and someone was asked, did you pray before you let LaFanya get on <laughs> the pulpit to sing? And it was brought, brought back to me. Oh. And the, the person was like, what you mean? What, what you mean? She, cause at this point I was in multiple ministries. Mm-hmm. And so those are the types of things that can lead a person to being hurt. Um, mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, Dr. Jones, huh? uh-uh. don't start this early. No, it's the beginning of the session. I told y'all. <laughs> I, see, this is why I told you I couldn't talk about me mm-hmm. <laughs> because it still hurt. Because you know when you know that you have a calling over your life, whether mm-hmm. it's singing, dancing, prophecy, healing, or whatever it is, praying, whatever it is, when you know you have a calling and you have people questioning you about your, your gifts, yeah. Your gifts, it it hurts, and so it could. If I wasn't strong in my spiritual walk, if I didn't have my my parents and people that were around me that believed in me and believed in my anointing and the favor that I have in God and my relationship with God, I could have walked away from the church and been gone. Yeah, yeah. And and so I'm 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 saying this to say like people have to really be careful with how they um, communicate with people in the church. You, I understand that, you know, you have mothers of the church, you have deacons in the church that, you know, want to 
shape and and uh, mold people into you know what god what god has created us to be but there's a way to do that and you have to have a kingdom relationship first i think that's what a lot of folks miss because the reality is a lot of this is going to come from people it, it's not coming from God or whoever your higher source is. It's coming from people. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, this is not something that a lot of times even needs to be spoken. It's not mm-hmm. something yep. that you really have the authority to speak about. Because my thing is, if I don't know you on a personal level, which is what you should have with church. And I don't mean like, oh, we go to the same church. That's just the so-and-so. No, I mean, like, if I'm not serving with you, communing with you, like, going through your struggles and your battles, you really don't have a leg to stand on in correcting me. Because correction is supposed to be from a place of love. Right. Mm-hmm. And even in your situation, there was no reason to be corrected, but I'm right. just using that terminology. Um, I'm just going to get this story because it, it'll, it'll resonate with somebody. Um, I grew up as a Baptist uh, deacon's granddaughter. So was in church my whole life. Uh, later found out my grandfather had been <laughs> baptized in a different congregation, Church of Christ, all this other kind of stuff. But the word has always been in our family. We've always been very strong Bible study. Like, and I don't mean like going to church Bible study. I mean like when you have your family pillars sit down and really explain things yep. to you, and you be like, okay, yep. let's study the word today. Let's go through a year of studying the Bible, like yep. really having a calling over it, being able to memorize things to make them applicable in your life, like that that level of yeah faith. Um, and y'all already know the cancer stuff that coincides with it because it's like we got to get the hope, the faith, and get through this situation. Right. Well. My grandmother passed away in 93 of breast cancer. Of course, that's, you know, the rock of our family. It was a huge blow. My mom started searching a little bit more diligently. She's like, hey, I'm going to go try some congregations. And I think she probably went to almost every congregation in Abilene. And if y'all know anything about Abilene, Texas, it is in the Guinness Book of World Records for most churches per capita. Oh, Lord. (laughs) So imagine how many we went to. Mm. Anyway, we stopped at a church that my mom was like, okay, their sound and their, their scripture and all that kind of stuff. Um, so around 93, 94 is when we transitioned to this congregation. And from that point on is, let me not get my tears together, is when I lost my connection mm. to mm. the church that is the body. I didn't lose my connection gotcha. to God because, like I said, my family is spiritually strong right. and faith-based. And so that wasn't ever any problem. Right. But it was like endurance of spiritual abuse mm-hmm. it came from peers it came from you know higher ups in the the congregation i've had you know even some of my best friends that were in the congregation their parents say stuff to me and i'm just like because i'm such an empath and i'm such like especially at this time i'm a whole softy <laughs> y'all know we talked about this in um the attachment um series that we did i i was just like i just want to love you mm-hmm. and so it's like being beat down because you're a soft generous loving person and i remember people saying that i did things to people that i've never done that's not oh, even wow. in my character and i was like how did y'all just make up a whole story about who i am and later come to find out i 
that it was about the fact that my mom was a single parent. It was the fact wow. that I was in drill team and I danced and I guess they thought drill team, I was going to be uh, trifling or slutty or and something Jezebel. like that. Uh-huh. Now, I'm the I'm the girl. I always got a coat on around her legs. Is my knees showing? I sit sideways. Like, that's mm-hmm. just not the way my family was brought up and never got support. Nobody ever came. Like when I say the level of spiritual abuse and church hurt was deep with me, it really made me distrust everybody else outside of that. Because for me, it was family, church, school. Like mm, yeah. I only so when when we chose to do this, I was like, okay, I'm going to get my eyes together and yeah, my tears yeah. because this is something. Yeah, I've worked through it, but those wounds come back up. I was over here tearing up crying with Dr. Jones. <laughs> I, I said, don't do me like this. Yeah, it definitely makes my heart hurt for both of y'all because um, it's difficult because I don't have that experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I hope when my mom hears this, that she doesn't feel some kind of way about what I'm about to say. But early on in my childhood, you know, we stopped going to church. Now, for whatever her personal reasons were at the time, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. Um, but I do know that at the time we were going to a Kojic church. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, just knowing what I do know about that particular denomination, and I believe she was um, raised Pentecostal. Uh, you know, it's a very strict denomination that is known for a lot of church hurt. Uh-huh. Um, so I can only imagine the reason that we stopped going. Um, but I imagine, you know, that ended up having an impact on me. Mm-hmm. You know, I ha- had a certain point of time where we were very heavily involved in, you know, Sunday and mm-hmm. After church, uh, you know, evening service, and you know, yeah, all kinds. I was choir. in, the, yeah, I was in the, tra- yeah, I was in the, the youth choir, and yeah. you know, there was all kinds Bible of bowl. Yeah, so there was all kinds of things, and then you know, it kind of abruptly stopped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. so I imagine something happened. Yeah. Um, because we didn't have like a trickle down yeah. stop. Yeah. You know, it was kind of like, oh, well, we just don't go anymore. Yeah. Uh, and she mm-hmm. has since, you know, um she's very heavily involved and, um, you know, very devout in her spirituality now, but it has led me. And again, this is no direct cause of her, but because I don't have that deep background, like y'all have, I'm Mm -hmm. not really connected to the idea of church. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, when people invite me, I go and I, you know, I'm like, Oh, that's great. You know, it's good to, but I don't have a, a deep connection in that way, which is why I think I tend to air more universal mm-hmm. and more mm, global. I don't know if that's the right word I want to use, but well, different uh, untra- un- are untraditional. Yeah, Ver- in a America, orthodox. We'll say that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yes, America behind, but we doing the most (laughs) yeah so i think i tend uh when people say well i'm not religious i'm spiritual i think i took that route Mm -hmm. Um, which is good that's mm -hmm. a good thing to be spiritual i think no i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off but that i think the religion part of church is what makes people hurt in the church because Mm -hmm. if you don't look a certain way if you don't behave a certain way then you're not anointed Mm -hmm. if you don't have your tie tied right or you didn't right you know put your 
your penny loafers on. You or know, your it, skirt was too far above your knee. Or, or yeah, it was tight. actually touching your knees. Right. Or, you know, all kinds of. Yeah. That See, to me, that's the relig- religious side of mm-hmm. church. Yeah. And it's okay to have these standards. But like oh, I said yeah. earlier, it's about how do you go and have these conversations with people? Are you doing it to inform them, to give them the tools to make better choices? Because maybe that's the only thing they had. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. that that's that's the thing for me mm-hmm. is because my thing is when I started thinking about these types of things, I was like, you know, I wonder if a lot of people approach people like that because they can't be the model. Mm-hmm. Because if you're coming to me and my um, skirt is too short, first of all, develop a relationship with me yeah. before you come to me and talk to me mm-hmm. and, and then let me watch you yeah. be my mentor. Let me watch you. So I can, but see, a lot of people uh, can't be watched because you're not living right either. But no. you got the nerve to come and rebuke somebody else when somebody need to be rebuking you as yeah. well. Because nobody, the thing about it is, we have to remember that the church is full of imperfect people, We're broken yeah. people. Broken, yeah. yeah, yes, it's a hospital. Exactly. That's what the church is supposed to be. And I think people in the church forget that you imperfect too, and you broken too, or was you 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 are you a, a tic tac away <laughs> from being where I was <laughs> or or am. You know. Yes, it goes back to what we were talking about last session, where people are using the church as a place of power. And not a power for their higher power, but just power for self and Mm -hmm. hierarchy and esteem. Um, Did you hear what so-and-so said? Oh, my gosh. You... Don't even get me started on people that be singing. See right there, you know, it's gossip. That, mm, yeah, right it's, there, it's too. It'd be too much going on there until you've had those moments where you have been in your low places and you you're going to your faith uh, based place to get filled up to not completely break. You bent all out of shape, but you ain't broke yet. Right. Like you can't sit up and tell me nothing. And I think that's. The part, there's not that vulnerability mm. in a lot of religions. There's not a being open and loving people. And um, now don't be, don't be stupid. We're not saying that. You don't be naive <laughs> and gullible <laughs> or anything. But that that's just not taking place in a lot of these church hurt situations. Yeah. Another thing I was thinking about that kind of also contributes to church hurt is some of the rules, like the Mm -hmm. rules of church. Yeah. Um, That's one. And then the second is twisting things that are in the Bible um, and misusing them uh, against people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, none of us here are Catholic and I'm not going to jump into Catholicism too heavy, but you know, priests are, you know, they have to take a vow of abstinence Mm -hmm. or celibacy. Um, You know, they're not allowed to marry. At one point in time, they could, but, you know, now they can't. And, you know, some of these rules, because of the way they operate within that denomination, creates worldly problems inside of the person. Yes. um, Which... Then I have to displace that onto somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the thing about it is, I think as a flock, we we give pastors, bishops, apostles, priests, all of the clergymen, we give them this high esteem, and 
when they show us their human side, then now we're talking about the pastor yeah, or the clergyman. Mm-hmm. Have y'all ever thought about this? This just popped up in my head. What if what some of us have done throughout our lives is really make our clergymen idols? Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you oh, know, yeah, the I scripture to say don't do that. Yeah. But then when you really sit and think about it, how high up sometimes people put folks mm-hmm. oh yeah and and i think that's how a lot of us end up getting hurt mm. if, if it's by the pastor because like i said it doesn't always come no. from the pastor or the clergyman of the church but um but what happens is you come into the church you don't you could be a a, a virgin in the church and it's like i don't know what my gifts are i don't know how to praise and worship i you know i don't you know anything. you just open mm-hmm. and so what you do is you put all of your uh, your what? Faith. Yeah. Faith. I was yeah. thinking esteem. Trust. Yeah, esteem. yeah, you put all your faith, your trust, your esteem, your worth, your confidence all into the pastor and the people around around him. Because mm-hmm. they're her. supposed to be good. Right. Because they're supposed to be, that's what I'm striving to get to right there. Yeah. And then something happens. Mm-hmm. You get set, something gets told to you. And it's not that it get you, something is t- said to you. It's how it's said to you and mm-hmm. what was said to you and said to you by a person that you don't even know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dr. Strickland and I uh, were at the um, getting our facials. Mm-hmm. One day, and I showed we were watching a video. Oh, yeah. Ooh. You remember that? Mm-hmm. We were watching a video of this y- young lady. I, she was a young adult or maybe teen- 19. Yeah, 20? yeah, maybe nineteen twenty, and I don't know if she she must have been on the praise and worship team or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. She was on the pulpit, but someone and I don't know what the lady's title was, but she asked her if she saw her tag, her badge, or whatever. So she must have had some sort of position. She came to the young lady and told her that she looked fat, and mm. the outfit that she had on, and the ba- that baby just started crying. Oh yeah, she was full on breakdown. Yeah, full like. And that is, those are the types of things that make people feel isolated yeah. and you start getting depressed because it's like, yep. I can't be accepted in the church. Cause she actually said, I'm never coming back here. She sure oh. did. Ooh, let me get my eyes. <laughs> yeah. That it, it, yes, that's, that stuff is, and the yeah. thing about it is for my, the uh, example that I was giving y'all earlier one of the reasons why I guess they were asking that question about me is because I didn't let people in that church talk to me any kind of way. Mm-hmm. So if you can, <laughs> I will fight you in, and this is the old me. I will fight you in the church and go, go late prostrate on the pulpit <laughs> and be like, God, forgive me. Man. Cause I just done said something. I probably didn't cuss cause I'm not going to do that in the church, but I probably cussed you with intelligent words. There you go. <laughs> Hey, curses are more than just cuss words. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. And so I, and because I've, I've, I had to do, because they kept coming to me sideways mm-hmm. and I had to do that multiple times with multiple people in the church. Mm-hmm. And so they didn't have a problem with me dancing, but you got yeah. a problem with me singing. Like I can't usher in the spirit. I usher mm-hmm. in the spirit when I'm dancing. Wow. Yeah. And the thing about it is the pastor then went across the pulpit. I, cause at that point I left the church. Mm-hmm. I left gotcha. the church, uh, probably maybe six months, maybe a year after that. But the pastor got on the pulpit because he knew why I left because somebody told him. And he was like, y'all need to stop putting words on people's lives. Yeah. And he corrected them. 
And that's, that's why I was like, it, it wasn't him and his wife. I mm-hmm. love him and his wife. I would actually go back to him to, to, to their church, but it's too far away from where I live. Mm-hmm. But mm. yeah. Wow. But yeah, I mean, those are just prime examples from both of you guys, you know, mm-hmm. on the deep impact. Yeah. You know, it's not just surface words and, you know, you should just take it with a grain of salt and uh, it's constructive criticism, you yeah. know, because. I'm rebuking you. Yeah. And the thing about it is they're rebuking you in the name of Jesus. That's how people get angry with God. Yeah. Because mm. you're doing this all in the name of quote, quote, Jesus. Yeah. And so now when it's my own personal biases, my own personal right. desires, um, whatever. Yeah. I think the most memorable excuse I got from someone was, well, they're treating you like this because they're intimidated by you or they're treating you like this because you're a cute girl. And mm-hmm. I said, have to do with anything. And I was mm-hmm. like, no, no. What in the misogyny? Right. And patriarchy. I said, so I deserve to get mistreated because of my genetic makeup. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can't help what my face is. Right. Like, I'm not out here. Yeah. I'm not out here doing nothing. And the, the reality is if they really knew who was out in the streets doing something, they'd be like, oh, it wasn't mm-hmm. Michelle. And so it's like, it's just such a ironic thing that people force their stuff on you. And yeah. you know, we've talked about it, hurt people, hurt people, and they unhealed and all these yeah. other kind of other things. But, you know, when you a kid, you don't really have no defenses for that. It's right. just like, I'm, I'm doing what you told me to do. I'm showing up. I'm leading. I'm doing all the things I'm supposed to be. And I was on hospitality committees and stuff like the yeah. benevolence. Mm-hmm. Like I'm in those roles where you don't, you ain't getting no, no screen time. You in the back, mm-hmm. you cooking, you yeah. putting stuff together. Like, yeah. so I'm not in the front or any, anything like that. But I think the other part about church hurt that I don't think a lot of people realize is that church hurt or spiritual abuse can have as many forms of as any other abuse mm-hmm. you can have of course the spiritual part you can have the financial because yep. all them, mm-hmm. them churches that be t- saying put your whole paycheck in tell me how faithful you are oh, and then you ain't got no mm-hmm. lights of them televangelists right Still. oh yeah yeah <laughs> oh god you got physical abuse yeah you yep. have sexual abuse yeah all all the types of abuse that you can think of also exist in a lot of churches they yeah. do so I was wondering while you ladies were talking that, you know, church hurt and or spiritual abuse, do you, in y'all's experience, has it come from elder to younger, peer to peer, um, or younger to elder? In my experience, it has been elder to younger and peer to peer, um, a lot of the younger girls would be like, hey, I know you're different. Do you mind me confi- uh, confiding in you? Um, I had one incident a few years back that y'all saw all over social media where somebody that I used to go to church with acted a fool, but that I don't consider that church hurt. I consider mm-hmm. that a somebody being a dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, typically I see it in... Um, power plays mm. Pos- so uh, more position. positions yeah okay. so even the peer-to-peer they're in a different position gotcha than i am it's very hierarchical yes. yes okay um in my experience it was peer-to-peer 
of this, the one that I've been talking about. I won't go too deep into the one, the latest one, because that one is still too sensitive. But I think that one was peer to peer, but it was hierarchical too. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I was just wondering because we were talking about black church, you know, last mm-hmm. week and the evolution of the black church. Um, and I do think that a lot of, and from what I can see, uh, that a lot of churches are starting to have younger, um, people in positions of power. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas previously you would have older individuals in positions of power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do they die? Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> um, which is why I was wondering, um, in y'all's experience from which I've seen, is it more, you know, an older person to a younger person or a peer to peer? And I hadn't even thought about positional, um, but that does make sense. Mm-hmm. Well, this one was peer to peer and positional mm-hmm. as well. So, yeah, mm. man, that's difficult. Yeah, it is. Um, and I, I, I think people have to separate people mm-hmm. and God so yeah. that because a lot of times when people are uh, going to a, a church, they're obviously you're seeking something. Mm-hmm. You're trying to find your place. And if you know that, because all of us have gifts, all of us, mm-hmm. and we're all trying to figure out how to use those gifts in our lives, whether it's yeah. every day, whether it's in the church, you know, it's, it's, we're trying to figure out how to use those gifts. And, and for the, a person like me, um, knowing what my gifts are, like at this point, I have only, I said, you know what, I'm just going to have to rely on my father. Because I know my father is not going to abuse me. I know my father is not going to tell me, you know, you're not anointed. You're not ready. You don't have faith. He's not going to, that's not what he's going to tell. He's going to lead me and guide me. That's so sad though, Mm. you know. Not that you can't lean on your daddy. But you know, it's just sad that. Because my father is in North Carolina. Yeah. You know, I have Mm. to like, he's not in Texas. You know, so, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But the, so now like it's taken me a long time to find another church. I mean, mm-hmm. now granted COVID has been in the way too, but still, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I, I know I, I love going to church. Mm-hmm. Like that's my Sunday thing. That's my self care. I love going to mm-hmm. church. I've always been involved in church. That has, that's my thing. And now it's like, I'm just kind of s- slow to try and find, I'm not like, I'm not in a hurry to be a member of another church. Um, and I think, that's the, another thing that people have to be mindful of is just because you grew up in church and you know that um, you, you I, I don't want to say you need to be a part of, but how we grew up, you you know, just because you <laughs> think you need to be a part of a church, it doesn't mean you have to join every church that you visit. Mm-hmm. Like this time when I join a church, it's going to be different. Yeah. Gotcha. It has to be. You're yeah. in a totally different headspace you have a a bigger understanding Mm -hmm. of this process for you and it's not gonna be taken lightly right and now it's not just me yeah you know it's my my husband Mm -hmm. too he's gifted as well so we both have to find a church Mm -hmm. that matches both of us Mm. yeah yeah i would say the other uh part of that is watching family members get hurt by folks yeah because I'm not going to put their business out there, but uh, my sister and her husband are, you know, have been first lady and minister 
pretty much their whole marriage somewhere. And so having me be the little rah-rah sister that I am, (laughs) having watched how some church members have treated them and disrespected them. And anybody that knows my sister knows that she... Well, she a big old teddy bear, but she come across like she not a big old teddy bear. And so if I look out in the the pews and I'm seeing my sister cry, I was like, I'm not going to make it. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I, I literally had to leave that church for that reason, because I was like, wow. I will fight somebody about me and mine. And mm-hmm. that's not appropriate. That's not appropriate <laughs> at all. They're going to be like, Dr. Wall, why are you in here fighting? The elderly, you know, don't uh-huh. do that. Like you said, uh-huh. I'm, I'm about me and mine. <laughs> right. But I think watching people that you love be abused, it, something it inside of you dies. Yeah. It does something to you. Yeah. And you have to do, for lack of a better phrase, a lot of soul searching. <laughs> to <laughs> Pun really? intended. Yeah. Yes, pun intended. To get through that. Because, you know, we don't say get over nothing. And I'm thankful that I'm throughout all the many situations. I'm not going to list all of mine, but oh, yeah. through the many situations, I've never blamed God. Oh, no. Now I have asked, you know, why is this happening to me? What did yeah. I do wrong? More so mm-hmm. me taking ownership. Did I do something not right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. And that, that's, I think, where a lot of people have to understand, too, is that it makes you question like, okay, God, well, is something wrong with my faith? Is something wrong with my anointing? Is something wrong with my relationship with you? Mm-hmm. It's, you know, cause I had those questions too. Yeah. And you know, when you have those questions and you don't have anyone to answer, I mean, I do have somebody to answer, <laughs> but for uh, the actual person, but yeah, <laughs> but if you don't have anyone to, to answer those questions, uh, for you that you have in your head, like you mm-hmm. will just run a run astray. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. it's you begin to not believe in you, yeah, and what yeah. God has in, put in you, yeah. And it's so much in churches about obedience, right? And so you feel like, okay, well, I I do need to listen to this person because I I need to be obedient to them. They are. Um, the higher up in the church of me, whether it's a minister, whether it's a first lady, a deacon, elder, you know, whatever mm-hmm. y- y'all's uh, breakdown is in y'all's congregation. And so you're like, okay, I'm going to be obedient. But at the same time, you're suffering in silence, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. I had a question for y'all since we are talking about church hurt and spiritual abuse. What are y'all's thoughts on spiritual neglect? Because that's not something that really mm-hmm. has ever been talked about. Can you give me the context? So not giving um, people their spiritual needs, not meeting those things, whether it's uh, like we've heard ministers say, you, you don't you're not need to, anointed you're or not anointed, mm. but also or you don't need to go and get this done because God will. God will fix it. Oh, uh, just or, pray on it. Just pray on it. Mm. Or um, just not really feeding one another in the way that you should be fed. So I think for me, that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons why um, I had to go on a spiritual, a different type of spiritual journey, because 
Um, how can I? Say? Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to say it without getting too attached. Cause okay, so a part of the reason why I left a certain place was because um, it was said that my faith was still being stretched, and I still needed to uh, build my relationship with God in order for me to walk in my calling. I'm okay with that, but I could still, I feel like if I was learning about my gifts, that would get me closer to God because I'm studying. Mm-hmm. Not that mm-hmm. I, cause I'm not, I'm not the person that need to have the mic. I I don't have, don't need to have the mic. God can use me in the street. It don't matter. <laughs> he can use me. If I, I'm a therapist. He yeah. can use me with my clients. So I'm okay with not having a mic. So that's not what I'm chasing. What I'm chasing and what I'm yearning for is learning about my gifts mm-hmm. and how to use them mm-hmm. because I have several. Mm-hmm. So if, if I'm being told that my faith needs to be stretched or is being stretched some more and I, I'm still not there. Okay. That's fine. But get, Get, that don't mean you don't give me books mm. and lessons and things that I can read and learn about so that that can help me get there. Essentially, they disqualified you. Right. And then put you on the bench. Put me on the bench and, and, and gave other people opportunities, which was fine. That's fine. Like I said, I don't I don't need an opportunity. I just want to learn. I'm a learner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This Don't one's look hard. at me because yeah. my eyes is watering. This one's hard, y'all. Dang. Because um, what I was going to say, I think it could be dangerous. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think it could be spiritually dangerous. And if the point of the church, the institution is to bring people in, mm-hmm. um, you're doing the exact opposite of what you say you're about. Yeah. You know, you are shunning when you say you are inviting mm-hmm. and uh, it will further prevent your cause from coming to fruition. Yeah. If your point is to reach the masses and for the masses to understand the word of God and uh, live by the word of God, mm-hmm. but you are practicing the opposite of the word of God, what do you expect people to do other than, not believe you yeah and leave yeah you you are building something that is going to be extremely dysfunctional yeah and toxic there's going to be a lot of infighting and that's mm-hmm. you don't get to change the structure of something you didn't build yeah you know and you don't you don't get to take something away from somebody that you, that you didn't give to them yeah yeah you didn't give me my gift Mm-hmm. And and now maybe that was naive on my end to depend on someone to help me to learn it. But I mean, cause God is the only person that can show me how he wants to use me, but still he put people here in place mm-hmm. to guide me as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. I keep, I can't say I keep, but you know, <laughs> I just, it, so far my father, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Heavenly father and earthly father. And my mama. Thank you, mama. Yeah. Uh, it's, if you don't got no support and you going through this, and I've had several clients that didn't have any support um, and were dealing with some horrible things in the church, uh, it's hard. Yeah. I know there was many times my mom was like, 
maybe I'm going to have to like, just go to a different congregation. Um, cause my baby is hurt all the time Yeah, and that hurt extended to my younger brother mm-hmm. and not, not even the same experience. You know, he had a totally different experience, but the hurt is still there with the treatment. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. how do y'all read these stories? And I'm saying this cause I, you know, I like to read. How do y'all read these stories, whether you believe them to be real or not. And then you deduce that now I should treat this person bad in real life mm-hmm. when you don't see that anywhere in the Bible that is sold. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I, I, I have zero idea. And that's like, the th- just a, yeah. And that's mm-hmm. the thing, like to, to answer another part of the question mm-hmm. that you had about, you know, to tell telling people to just pray about it. One of the things that I tell my clients is you can pray about it. Fine. You know, I'm a big prayer, so please pray. But when you get through praying, faith without works is dead. Mm-hmm. So you still have to pray and do something. Yeah. And a lot of the clients that I have that are faith-based clients, they they have a hard time wrapping their mind around stopping at praying. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you can't stop at praying. You still got to do something. Yeah. And, and now, granted, I understand you waiting t- uh, for God to tell you what to do next, mm-hmm. but you still, he's going to give you some so- sort of instruction. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Strickland, tell him about that time we went to that uh, that workshop, oh. and that's what we heard when we was no. <laughs> waiting for the workshop to start. Yes. <laughs> we were asked to speak. <laughs> as mental health as therapists. As mental health professionals. <laughs> At a faith-based event, mm-hmm. and the organizer, as they were doing their introductions and talking about, you know, what the event's going to be and giving a mini little sermon, uh, talked about how you don't need to go to therapy. All you need is God and just pray yeah. um, that all this mental health stuff is just... Mm-hmm. nothing don't need no pills you don't need all that uh, which was very weird and interesting because we were specifically asked as mental health professionals uh to come talk sitting on the front row <laughs> yes you know on the program and dr wall had to go up there after them and yeah. tell them what we were there for <laughs> yeah I mean, y'all already know i'm an introvert and i was like now they're going to be looking at me and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I can't. Yeah, that, I think that can be that neglect yeah. that you're talking about. Yeah. You know, I think that is neglectful to a one. It's, excuse my, you know, it's ass backwards, mm-hmm. but, you know, that's a whole nother thing. But I do think it is neglectful to not acknowledge that people struggle with chemical imbalances that people struggle with situational um based mental health concerns mm-hmm. and addictions yeah that these things are not necessarily in it of themselves spiritual and can be prayed out of you right yeah it's um, neglectful supervision yes so I do think that given that moment, that was a ne- uh, spiritually neglectful thing to do. Yeah, because I, I do remember at that particular, because we did it twice, y'all. 
we did it twice. <laughs> but that particular event, we had several people that came up to us before. And then it was a difference of energy after that. Even in the small groups. That's what they're called. Small groups. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So I guess my question for you ladies is how do people get past this? I think first you got to recognize that it's happening. Cause I think back to my time and during that, I didn't know that it was happening to me. It never even came into my brain that they were doing this intentionally or whatever. It was just like, I'm not doing enough or, um, how can I be better? Maybe I need to read my scripture different. And I never had that experience before we started going to that congregation. So I think having an awareness that something is happening to you is going to have to be the first thing so that you can then pivot and figure out and assess what your needs are in that area. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would say first, first and foremost, pray, pray and ask God to show you, you, Mm-hmm. Pray and ask God to show you what the situation is actually, what the situation is, is that's going on so that you can then um, articulate to whoever you need to confront, because that's my second one, <laughs> confront them uh, so you can articulate what you need to articulate that will get across so that the person who offended you will know like, specifically what they did y'all don't have to necessarily argue about it you don't have Mm to uh have animosity towards each other you can just talk and have a conversation and now they you and the both of you know how to interact with one another because the relationship doesn't have to end you don't have to leave the church but what happens is a lot of times people don't confront it and so what you do is you, you stew in the hurt and then it, till you just can't take it anymore. And then you leave. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, y'all summed up anything I would say, uh, you know, I would think the next thing is, you know, you got to decide, decide what your move is going to be. You know, if you have talked to the person, um, and if this person is not receptive to what you're you're saying, they're denying it or whatnot, that now I have to decide is this is this something that's going to be I can't move forward, move through, and I need to find another place to be. Because there's nothing wrong with that either. Yeah. Um or can I stay here? Yeah. So I think the next piece would be decide. Mm-hmm. And I would also say surround yourself with people who know you, know your yeah. gifts, know your anointing, know mm-hmm. your love for God, your relationship with God. Surround yourself with people like that as well, because that can definitely help you get through it. Now, I'm not saying it's going to soften the wound any wound. Y'all, my, my nose, it, I'm okay. suggested again. So I'm trying to make sure I pronounce it wound? right. Yes. Wound. And it, see, it's come. Um, it won't soften it, soften it, but it will definitely help you get through it. Yeah. And for anybody looking for like scripture for resolving that, you can definitely look at uh, Matthew 18, uh, 15 through 17, because it goes 
you know, through how to go through that process of taking it to your brother, you know, if it doesn't work there, uh, talking, having two or three witnesses, like it, it goes through the process. So if y'all actually needed a, a, a biblical scripture for that, that's a, a good reference. Okay. Yeah, we know this one was a little deep. We sorry about the tears, but you know we have no, to be vulnerable too. No, they were great. <laughs> they were great. We they were needed. That was, maybe that's why the video didn't work. They were right. needed. <laughs> right. They want to see us hey. ugly cry. <laughs> Not yet. We don't know y'all like that yet. You know. Look at God and the universe working together. Okay. We thought it was conspiring, but it was conspiring for good. Yes. So for for y'all for those of you who have um, experienced this church hurt. Uh, comment you know we we there's no judgment here hopefully we can create a community for you to talk about your story Mm -hmm. and get it out so that you know you can start your healing process if you haven't already started it or if you have started it and you got through it and you want to tell us your testimonies to because mm-hmm. it can help somebody else you know share um what you went through and how you got through it as well mm-hmm. okay so y'all know we always end off with a quote and this one is brought to you by Stephen mansfield from his book healing your church hurt what to do when you still love god but have been wounded by his people the more you rehearse the wrongs against you and the more you stay in that trap the more the syringes of bitterness release their toxins into your soul. Must be this volume control. So, okay, interns, process your notes. Be sure to catch us next session and find us on all major platforms at The Recycled Podcast. If you're a new intern, be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share. Thanks for listening. And remember... We are shifting and reshaping our psyche through healing conversations and connections, one discussion at a time.